Hi everybody, welcome. I just wanted to do a, a quick quick shot here on the Martinis with Scott channel. I listened uh, this morning to a video on BNN uh, Bloomberg Markets. Maria Hennen of uh, Hennen Hutchinson, I hope I pronounced her name properly. Uh, and it was with respect to a class action suit against uh, CanTrust. CanTrust Holdings class action suit is uh, pre-certification. It's a Canadian class action suit, I understand. Whereas before there were several US, uh, and I'm sure there still are several US class action suits against CanTrust. Um, I don't know Maria personally. I know a bit about her reputation and she certainly seems like a serious lawyer to me. And in the uh, class action suit, there are several defendants named, including CanTrust Holdings itself, uh, its prior CEO, uh, every single director of the company, some of the other senior management and its auditor, which is KPMG, of which, as a side note, I'm alumni, but a long time ago, I have no inside information or contact with anybody there. <clears throat> For those that haven't followed CanTrust, we did, uh, Martinez with Scott did two in-depth shows in July and August, I believe, uh, on the company. So you can go back and check out on YouTube history the um, get the in-depth I won't bore you with it here bottom line is this Canadian uh, licensed producer uh, of cannabis it had about a one billion dollar market cap uh, as recently as last year in July 2020 it had its Health Canada license suspended for a fraud or alleged fraud uh, bottom line is they were accused of and I think it's a fact I think they've admitted it actually that they constructed a false wall to grow illegal cannabis behind the false wall so it wouldn't get caught. Um, they got uh, nailed because of a whistleblower uh, sending an email and lost their uh, lost their license in uh, July 2020. Um, turns out senior management had known about it say six months uh, before, certainly late 2018. There was evidence that senior management knew about the illegal grow. And instead of stopping it, uh, they apparently just dumped a bunch of stock. Um, so I won't go through the laundry list of grievances, but it's 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 huge. Uh, it was an amazing story. Go back and listen to the Martinis with Scott episodes on it uh, because they're kind of fun to follow along. Stock was seven dollars in June of 2019 with a one billion dollar market cap. Stock today closed at a buck sixteen. These are Kenny numbers. Trades in the U.S. as well, uh, but these are in CAD. $164 million market cap. Um, as far as turnarounds, this might be the worst one I've ever seen. And and that's why I wanted to cover on the Martinis with Scott channel. We're not trying to do necessarily um, analyst work uh, for anybody, but I think the first show was titled What Not to Do uh, in a Turnaround. And that's what CanTrust shows us. So December, here's what I want to talk about with respect to Maria's interview. December 5, 2019, there's a press release from CanTrust that says that they're making progress working with their independent auditor, that's KPMG, to complete restated audited financial statements for the year ended uh, December 2018, and then restated quarterlies, etc., to get up to speed. Bottom line is, uh, when the fraud came out, I keep using the word fraud. I don't know if that's a technical legal term on this. People seem to get upset when I say that word. It seems fraudulent to me. Anyways, when the fraud came out, uh, KPMG... Uh, rescinded their uh, audited financial statements. I don't know if rescind is the right word in accounting lingo, and I'm an accountant, I have to know that, but anyways, they, they took away, retracted their statements, might be a better word for that. 
Um, so December 5, they come out with a press release. Cantrust does says they're working with the auditor and they're, uh, they're gonna get everything restated. Um, they say that on October 26, the stock exchange, Toronto Stock Exchange, remember they're dual listed in Toronto and New York, issued them a notice that said that um, if the company couldn't satisfy reporting requirements, which were all the statements that had been retracted by KPMG, if they weren't able to correct that and restate by March 25, 2020, which is a month from now, uh, the company's securities will be delisted from the Toronto Stock Exchange 30 days after. So in other words, they're gonna get kicked off the Toronto Stock Exchange if they don't get their uh, reporting up to date. I can't believe they got that long, but that's what they got. So then the release said the company fully anticipates filing the associated disclosures and meeting the TSX requirements prior to March 25, 2020. So on December 5, they say they're gonna have all their statements no problem, it's all gonna be met by March 25, 2020. So let's think about that for a minute. What does it take to restate a financial statement when there's a fraud of an illegal grow? Um, to me, from a purely accounting point of view, um, this is as simple as write off the inventory that was illegal. So they're carrying a bunch of inventory on their balance sheet. To my recollection, it was about $70 million. Don't hold me the numbers, it's been half a year now, but um, <clears throat> you know they had a bunch of inventory on their balance sheet, you write it off. Okay, so that's gone. You need an accrual for the class action suits and all the related liabilities and severances and that sort of stuff. Okay, and you need an accrual uh, for the return product liability because they were selling illegal cannabis uh, in many jurisdictions around the world where they had distribution. That's all I can think of. I can't think of anything else. So to me, that's a that's a two hour meeting with your auditor. You sit down and you figure it out. And then, you know, maybe you need a, another week to fill in some of the details, but you could be conservative on it, clean up your balance sheet, uh, put lots of liabilities on your accruals so you're safe and you're sort of done, right? I mean, I, I don't think there's anything else. So you knew about this last June, July, 2019. Here we are, February, 2020, and you still haven't restated your financial statements. Why? It could have been done in a couple hours, maybe a week if you want to go debate and take word processing into account. So why did it take so long? And the answer, the obvious answer is risk. Because why, if you were KPMG and you were sitting on a risk committee, again, I have no information about this, but if you were sitting in a risk committee, why would you ever sign your name to a CanTrust financial statement again? What, what's the upside to you in that? It doesn't make any sense. So my view, or my hypothesis on this, my prediction is that they're just sitting around. They're sitting around waiting to see what happens. And then you ask yourself, well, why haven't they resigned? If they don't ever want to sign their name again, why haven't they resigned? Because in risk management, if you're in this sort of mess, best to have a seat at the table. Why would you leave, have them hire somebody else, have that somebody else firm come in and review all of your working paper files, which is what happens when you change auditors, and then accuse KPMG of all sorts of whatever, um, when you could avoid it, you could just sit there and do nothing, okay? So back to Maria's interview, which is why I started this. Uh, KPMG is a named uh, defendant in the class action suit, as they are, I think, on the US class action suits. So I ask you, what are the odds? What are the odds that CanTrust is gonna come to a resolution with KPMG and refile audited signed financial statements uh, in roughly five weeks from now? What are the odds that are gonna happen? My prediction, not a chance in hell. We'll see.
my prediction is this company just continues to go down, that they don't file their statements, that they don't hire new management, which was another issue they promised to resolve, uh, that they do get uh, delisted. There'll probably be an extension or two on that. Um, but that's where I see this thing going. Now, on the other side of that equation, they have about $175 million in the bank still. So it'll be fun to watch which one of those, you know, the cash versus the complete incompetence and inability to deal with their problems. Which one wins out? Should be fun to watch. Full disclosure, uh, I've had a short position on CanTrust since this all started. It's been a wonderful event for me, um, but I don't give trading advice. I'm not qualified to give trading advice. Uh, not registered to give trading advice. Don't take trading advice from me. This is what I do. And I'm, I'm covering CanTrust because I like the turnaround story and I like uh, I, I like helping to understand the thought process and and calling bullshit where bullshit needs to be called. Management matters. The, to me, this was an easy call. That's it. Please subscribe. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, uh, Martinis with Scott channel, uh, a show about winning in business, trying to help management, owners, investors, directors. Thank you for listening. And everybody that has subscribed, I appreciate it very much. It's a great help. And I hope I provide value to you. That's all. Have a good night.